0: God put it together. Now it is up to us to live it out. God put it together. Now it is up to us to live it out. Let's go to Romans 5 and 1 and 2. It says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. You know, God is the author of our salvation. We didn't think of this. God did. We didn't know we needed help. God did. And he made a plan and he carried it out. He sent his only begotten son all the way from heaven down to save a wretch like you and like me. Amen. We did not save ourselves. And in fact, the majority of us didn't even believe we needed salvation until God in some way, shape or form moved on our heart and let us know you need this. You need this salvation. Amen. God has wooed us from way back and he has patiently waited for us to accept this this free gift of salvation. Think of yourself in trying to woo someone. You're not married. You're trying to find a boyfriend, a girlfriend, and perhaps take it from there into a stronger relationship of, of marriage, sign papers, put on a ring, and you woo this person. And they don't budge. You eventually have to move on, find somebody, because they're not budging. They, you can woo all you want. And this is what happened to a lot of us. This is what's happening right now with a lot of people we know. God has been wooing them, but they are not listening. God has put it together and now it's up to us to live it out and they have no plans to do that. And God is not going to bust their door down, rush into their house. He said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man open, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. But he's not going to knock the door down. I I come to give you life. Amen. 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 And and, and, this, and he said, I come not only to give you life, but to give you life more abundantly. I, I don't know if you understand this, but salvation is God's work, God's grace, God's mercy. It is all initiated by him. God made eternal life available to every last one of us. All we have to do is accepted. He'll do the rest. Once you let Jesus into your life, he will change your life to make you more like Christ. And you can always tell when someone knows Jesus because the old ways that they used to act, the things they used to do will begin to pass away and they'll become more and more concerned about other people. Amen. It's not about being holy per se, you know, eating a certain food. It's about how we treat others, how we live our life, our obedience to God, reaching out to help the last, the lost, the least, widows and orphans, homeless teens. That's what it's about. huh? And Jesus instructs us to tell others about God's wonderful love what he's done for us, how he picked us up out of the muck and the mire and established our going. Where would we be without Christ? Oh my God. Amen. We're not supposed to get saved and then keep it to ourselves, put our light, so to speak, under a bushel. We're supposed to let it shine that others may know. Wow. I remember him when, what happened? Oh man, he, he he started going to church and fell in love with Jesus and he don't do that stuff no more. Wow, that's, an, that's a witness. Amen, amen. And the same thing that's happened to him can happen to you. We have to let people know, not by what we say, but by what we do and how we live, that we are focused on God, on Christ, on the Holy Spirit. We have to tell them and show them the difference that it has made in our life. And what you do speaks a whole lot louder than what you say. You know, just like God is the deliverer of, of others' redemption, He can be the same thing for you. Amen. All we have to do is accept the free gift. And this is what He says. This is in John 1 and 12. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Amen. And then look at what he said in John three sixteen and 17. For God so loved the world. That means black, white, male, female, Middle Eastern, Hispanic. Amen. Latin, whatever you want to call them. Uh, uh, fat, skinny, it doesn't matter. Though he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, despite what people are saying, despite what people think. God did not send him here to send everybody to hell. That is not why he came. But in order that the world might be saved through him. And I want to say this to you. We cannot allow ourselves to get distracted. The devil does not want you saved. He wants your soul. He wants you to live in misery with him when he is dispatched to hell. That has not happened yet. Despite what a whole lot of these folks are telling you. No, the devil is still around. Amen. He's in our church. He's in our schools. He's in our homes. He's in our families. He's in our neighborhood. He's in our cities, our states, our nation. Oh, the devil is all around. And he has a whole lot of distractions. I'm talking money, things, houses, cars, land, people, males, females, you name it. Whatever is interesting to us, the devil will put that out there so that you look more at that than at God. Be it on television, in the movies, in music, on the Internet, wherever, whatever, as long as you're not thinking about God. He wants a distraction in your life. So you cannot see what God has put together. Amen. And and it's, it's too easy to say we believe in God and our heart remains far from him. Oh, it's easy to say, but the way we live shows. Amen. It comes out of our heart what we really believe. Amen. How you treat people Amen. How you carry yourself, what you're thinking about all the time, it comes out. If you ate garlic, you ain't got to tell nobody. If you ate onions, you ain't got to tell nobody. It will come through your pores. Amen. And, and, And that's the thing about us humans. Our sinful condition makes us believe that we have options and alternatives. My God. Did we just read the scripture that said those who don't believe, God doesn't have to send you anywhere. You've already condemned yourself by not accepting his salvation. You don't have any options. You don't have any alternatives. Amen. To not accept Christ, you're condemned already and you just don't know. it. To fully experience God's peace and God's joy, we need to yield ourselves. To him. Too many of us are yielding ourselves to everything but God. You dangle the slightest thing in front of us, we jump toward it. We run toward it. We drive toward it. Oh, we gotta look at that. We gotta see this. We gotta hear that. We gotta go there. We gotta be with this person. We gotta be with that person. We just jump at it. But when it comes to things of God, <laughs> frankly, we're just not that interested. What 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 do they say? I'm just not that into you. Wow, wow, wow. We have to realize that what constitutes a relationship is two people associating with each other on a closer and closer basis. So you want a relationship with a boy and you a girl and you want a relationship with a girl and you a boy. Association brings relationship. Amen. And therefore, the opposite is also true. Without association, there is no relationship. So you don't read the word. You don't go to church. You don't hang around strong Christian people, people who believe in God and live their life according to God's will. You don't do any of that. You don't sing gospel songs. You don't listen to gospel songs. You don't have any association with anything Christ-like. What does that make you? Amen. And people are wondering why they lose their marriage, why they lose their boyfriend, why they lose their girlfriend. Well, how many times have you guys gone out on a date? You've been married three years and you've gone out on two dates. How's that relationship supposed to last? Well, we got to work and we got to work overtime, you know? Okay. Okay. So when is the time for the two of you to get together, not talking about bills, not talking about children, not talking about work, just enjoying each other's company, associating? Where's that time? Because that's what's going to keep you together. And that's what's going to bring you closer. The better the date. It doesn't have to be expensive. You can take a walk around the block. You can watch a movie together, eat popcorn. Amen. Huh? You can go skating. Be creative, but do something toward making that relationship work. What have you done to make your relationship work with God? That's a good question. Do you have a good answer? Because I want to tell you, God has put this together. It's up to us to live it out. Huh? You've got to take simple, basic elements of faith and trust. And you have to rely on God and you have to honor God's word that associates you. huh? And the more you do it, it gives you a close association and gives you a relationship. These are profound, transformational realities. These aren't just some basic ideas. Huh? Everything I just said to you, if you want to make a relationship work, is a necessity. That's why we have a 51 and climbing 51% divorce rate, even in the church, because the relationships are doomed by the fact that nobody is putting anything in and therefore they're not getting anything out. And so they become interested in someone else. And then they repeat the cycle all over again. Now, granted, we do marry some monsters. Amen. We marry some awful folk. That's on occasion. And we realize, okay, this this is not going to work. I I got to go find somebody who who I can build a relationship with. Okay, I'll go for that. All right, I'll go for that. But for a lot of us, their problem is not in who we are relating to or relating with, because we can do it 10 times. The problem is we haven't fixed that man in the mirror. We haven't fixed that woman in the mirror. And until we do, we're not going to have a relationship because we can't get ourselves together. And we're doing the same thing with God. We keep making promises to him. We keep saying what we're going to do to grow and improve and how much we're going to talk to him, how much we're going to pray, how much we're going to start listening to good Christian messages, hanging out with the Christian folk, and we just don't get it done. It's kind of like a New Year's resolution. The New Year's keep coming, but the change doesn't happen. Amen. Huh. As Christians, we are supposed to believe with our whole being. And we grow by praying, by reading God's word, by going to Bible study, by hanging out with good, strong Christian folk. Even drunks hang around other drunks. People who party love to hang around people who love to party. But something's wrong with the Christian folk. They just want to go out and hang with the worldly folk. You can't grow like that, huh? Relationships are lost because someone in that relationship is slacking. Amen. Nobody's saying it's you. But relationships are lost because someone in that relationship is slacking. What's going on with you and God? Are you listening to the Holy Spirit? Because it's for your good. See, a lot of us, we don't want to listen to our spouse. We don't want to listen to our partner. We want to go where we want to go. We want to do what we want to do. It's all about us. Well, when you're in a relationship, it can't be all about you. You got to think about the other part of that relationship. If not, you're not going to have a relationship. It's going to be just you. And this is what's going on with a whole lot of us when it comes to our relationship in this world and when it comes to our relationship with God. Ask yourself, what are your core beliefs? What are your core principles? Is it fellowship with solid believers? Because I'm going to tell you this, who you hang with is important. When we were in the world, nobody had to tell you to go clubbing? You you were there at that club every week, sometimes twice a week. They got midweek uh, clubs you can go to that are sometimes better than the clubs on the weekend. Huh? Nobody had to tell you you were there. But something's wrong when it comes to praising God. We just no matter what the Lord does for us, we just can't get get up and, and get out and, and praise him and I mean come on. The the, the songwriter said. We need to worship God. We need to praise God and and, and that God inhabits the praises of his people. Are you even giving God a chance or are you so busy doing your thing in this world, so distracted by everything but God and then wonder why you can't grow in God? We're always looking for something from God, but we don't want to give ourselves to God. We only want to give a piece of ourselves. You know, you have to do like the songwriter said, tell God, welcome into this place. Talking about you, talking about your life, talking about your spirit. Welcome into this place. Welcome, Lord, into this broken vessel. Because every last one of us was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. We are broken vessels. We need mending. Amen. The Lord desires to abide in the praises of his people. And so we're asking God to lift our hands. Touch us, Lord. And and, and we lift our hearts. What are we doing, preacher? We're offering up our praise unto his name. And for those of you who say, well, how, how do you know it's God? How do you know the spirit is moving on you? How can I be sure? Because creation declares God's glory. Huh? And the universe declares his majesty. Come on now. Huh? And yet, what does God do? He chooses to abide Mm -mm -mm. in the praises of his people. And so what should we do? We ought to offer up our praise unto God's name. Is this what you want? A relationship with God that's rich and simple? Huh? Because God put it together. It's up to us to live it out. Come on, I'm not going to be long. The point is made and we have to jump on that point and praise God for his goodness, for his glory, and, 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 and for his peace, and for his mercy. Oh my God, I I wish you could hear me now. Because God is trying to tell us something. The question is, are we listening? We ought to be saying, welcome into this place. Huh? Welcome into this broken vessel. We ought to be saying, you desire to abide in the praises of your people. We ought to be lifting our hands lifting our hearts and offering up praise unto God, our Father. Jesus, our Savior. Holy Spirit who leads us and guides us. My, 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 my. Come on now. The doors of the church are open. I wish you'd walk away from whatever it is that's got a hold of you and say, God, I want to give you a chance because I know you have put this together. And now I know it's up to me to live it out. Touch me now in the name of Jesus. Turn my life around. Allow circumstances and situations to happen in my life that cause me to become closer to you, to have a relationship. Would you do that for me, God, right now? Come on, come on, come on. Amen, amen. You got to pull over and park, do that. You got to go find a, a, a break room at work. Do that, Amen. You have got to run to the bathroom at home. Do that. Get alone with God right now, and ask Him to pull you into a relationship that's so necessary for your growth. Amen. For His glory. So that somebody can see your life and say, wow, I remember her when. I remember him when. What happened? They found Jesus. And you can too. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come right now. We lift our hearts to you. We lift our life to you. We just bow down and praise you for what you've done in our life things you've done, we didn't even realize it was you, but we knew we didn't do it. And we're asking right now that you continue to touch us, bless us, keep us, help us to grow in your word and in our relationship with you, to walk away from the things of this world. In the name of Jesus, dear God, this is our prayer. Because we know if we get in a closer relationship with you, it's going to change it's going to change our relationship with our boyfriend, with our girlfriend, with our husband, with our wife, with people in general, with our neighbors, with our family. So in the name of Jesus, we ask this prayer and thank you for the answer and the blessing. Amen. This is Faith Worth Finding Ministries, weekly Encouragements by now God bless you. I pray you'll tell a friend.